Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy, and Alicia, do I have this right? You're continuing our romp through the silly 70s? The wild 1970s. This week, who better to talk about than Cheech Marin? Oh, wow. Two divorces and a trashy breakup with his partner, Tommy Chong. Huh. These two, Cheech and Chong, were described by Rolling Stone as the high priests of stoner comedy. Oh, yeah. But this story has a little bit more than you might expect. Cheech has expanded his career beyond stoner movies. Maybe this is a age mellows everything, man, kind of story. Mm -hmm. But today it is Cheech Marin. If you got him, smoke him. Let's go, go, go. (laughs) Oh, Cheech. This is a really fun story. He has been divorced twice for our purposes and is now happily married to his third wife. He loves being a granddad. He also, Cheech, in later life, has become a prominent figure in Chicano art and culture. Cheech even has his own museum in Riverside, California, called the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture. It's affectionately known as the Cheech. (laughs) And in his 70s, we all want to know, does Cheech Marin still smoke pot? The answer is yes. Okay. But he admits he does it now more for medical reasons than recreational. He was asked about the most positive aspect of being a lifelong pot smoker. Cheech Marin said, A relaxed attitude toward life. It's definitely affected my hypertension, calmed (laughs) me down, made me see things in a different light. It gave me a relaxed attitude and an appreciation of a lot of different things without having a negative attitude. (laughs) When asked if there were negatives to it, this is my favorite answer, he said no. Only in the early days, getting it was the biggest problem. I bet. (laughs) Less of a problem these days. (laughs) Let's talk about Cheech. Cheech was born Richard Anthony Marin. On July 13, 1946, in South Central L.A. I am really glad to hear that his parents did not christen him Cheech. No, you're going to love how he gets his nickname. Okay. Uh, Richard Anthony Marin was born under the sign of cancer. Cheech's (laughs) father, Oscar, was an LAPD officer. His mom, Elsa, was a secretary. How does Cheech get his iconic nickname? Thanks, uncle. His uncle thought little Richard Anthony looked like a shishironi, a fried pork rind, when he was a baby, so he became Cheech. Cheech. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, uncle. I kind of love that. (laughs) Shishironis. We love them. In his childhood years, little Cheech, his family moved to the suburbs, where Cheech, if you can believe it, served as an altar boy. And attended Catholic high school. I can absolutely believe that. He played in a few bands with friends. He thought he might have some kind of future in music. Unsurprisingly, Cheech was known as the class clown. Often, well, not often. Sometimes with class clowns, you don't see that they get great grades, but not Cheech. He was a straight A student. Oh, wow. Yeah. After high school. This is fascinating. Oh, he's got it. It's Uh a really incredible story. After high school, Cheech goes on to California State University, where he has an epiphany. 
capital E, Epiphany. It would also become a major part of his comedic success in the future because it was here at California State that Cheech tries marijuana (laughs) for the first time and needless to say, enjoyed it. Yeah. Old Cheech was so convinced that pot was a good thing that he reflected on all of the things the adults in his life had always told him about it Mm -hmm. and then began to wonder... What else have they been lying about? Yup. So he was right there in his time. Right there. Born in 1946. Mm -hmm. So during his college years. Yup. Think about mid-60s. United States is heavily involved in Vietnam. Sure. Cheech, Natch, becomes part of the anti-war movement. And when he was done with college, he goes to Canada. In Vancouver. This story is just incredible. Cheech works as a part-time writer for a local music magazine, which is fine. And one day, the editor of the local music magazine suggests that Cheech meet with, quote-unquote, this guy who's running an improvisational theater troupe out of a topless bar in the worst part of Chinatown, unquote. I love this. I love everything about this. Sounds promising, right? Mm -hmm. Who's that guy running the improvisational theater troupe out of a topless bar in the worst part of Chinatown? Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. That guy is Tommy Chong. So Tommy Chong was a talented guitarist who had dropped out of high school at 16. Tommy Chong's birthday is May 24th, 1938. I think he is a Gemini man. Tommy was talented enough that he had signed, you ready for this, with Motown Records Hmm. after being recommended to Motown to Barry Gordy by Diana Ross and the Supremes. Wow. Tommy Chong co-wrote the top 40 hit, Does Your Mama Know About Me? Things happened along the way for Tommy Chong, though, and it doesn't really end up working out with his band. So he came back to his native Canada. In Vancouver, Tommy starts running the city's first topless club. It's called the Shanghai Junk. <laughs> the Shanghai Junk. But the Shanghai Junk... L- wh- little entendre there, because I-, I believe junk is a type of boat. Continue. It wasn't just a topless dancing place, though. It also, the Shanghai Junk, here's its other little thing that it did, kind of niche. It had a naked improvisational comedy troupe. Closeless. The 70s, man. Well, I guess the 60s, early 70s. I don't know. What a time to be alive. So the Shanghai Junk Improv Topless Club. Here, Cheech, Marin, and Tommy Chong meet. And the rest, as they say, is history. They hit it off and a creative partnership is on the way. Right? Happening. All happening. The duo quickly learns that the funniest bits were the ones that took everyday situations and exaggerated them for comedic effect. I mean, come on. Yeah. Throughout their legendary comedy partnership, their funniest and most memorable routines were about real-life experiences. A perfect example of this from later in their careers was the scene in Up in Smoke when Cheech comes home drunk and mistakenly pees in the hamper instead of the toilet because... Sometimes that happens, I guess. With their stand-up act worked out, Cheech and Chong leave Canada and head to Los Angeles. Even though they were booking regular gigs, they're struggling financially. It's not, I mean, 
Yeah. Where's your experience? Oh, this club called the Shanghai Junk. Right. You know? Young, scrappy, and hungry. (laughs) There, Pedro and the man bit was the most successful in connecting to audiences. And eventually, these two dope-smoking hippies started booking sold-out shows, and Hollywood soon took notice. While performing at my favorite, Smoky L.A. Club, what's that? The Troubadour. You got it. They were noticed by no less than music producer, who pops up a lot in our Trashy Divorces saga, Lou Adler. Oh, thought you were going to say Tommy Mottola. I'm like, God, he must have been so young. (laughs) No, Tommy Mottola, New York, Lou Adler, California. Lou Adler was impressed and signed Cheech and Chong to make their first comedy record. And when Cheech and Chong, the comedy masterpiece record, was released in 1971, it was official. They had made it. Naturally, it's obvious now they're going to take their act to the big screen. And when deciding on a plan for the movie, they chose to go with a mostly improvised plot based on a day in the lives of the characters. Sounds an awful lot like Friday, yeah, right? Yeah. Cheech Marin tells Rolling Stone, it's two guys meet, they decide to form a band together, but first they need a joint. Therein lies your plot. <laughs> I mean, that's up in I smoke. Mean, sure. I mean, that's... Simple. Two guys meet, let's start a band, mm-hmm. we gotta find some pot. But, I mean, that's that's it. Sure. That probably seemed like a gamble to many people at the time, but it paid off. With a budget of less than $2 million, the little counterculture comedy called Up in Smoke grossed $20 million in its first month. Wow. Give the people what they want. Since then, it's made well over $100 million and has become the gold standard for stoner films. Cheech and Chong go on to make some other films before the duo goes their separate ways. During their years together, Cheech and Chong would be nominated for six Grammy Awards. Wow. They did have a little bit of a trashy divorce. We'll talk about that later. But after that, they patched up their relationship. They go on a reunion tour in 2008-2009. Fans again were delighted to see the pair back together performing again. That's a little bit about Cheech. That's a little bit about Chong. Now's a great time to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get to Cheech's first marriage. We'll see you in a minute. Stacy. I'm so excited to see our favorite baby trash panda rocking her new Caden Lane gear. You know how much I love to find quality clothing for the littles in my life that can also be monogrammed and personalized <laughs> because I'm super into that. Let me tell you a little bit about this amazing brand. Started by a real single mom in 2005 who just wanted to create better and cuter clothes, accessories, and keepsakes for her own children. The idea was a great one, and Caden Lane has millions of customers and over 70,000 five-star reviews. I'm super excited this week I get to order for one of the littles in our life, the Caden Lane Color Me Pajama Sets. This is my favorite gift to give. They come with their own washable markers so your kids can customize and color their own pajamas. Oh, it's so much fun. Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all your newborn, infant, and toddler apparel. Head to cadenlane.com trashy and use the code trashy for 20% off your order. Once again, that's C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E dot com backslash Trashy for 20% off. And make sure you use our promo code Trashy so they know we sent you. 
Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. We've made it to the early 1970s. Cheech and Chong's act had gained a lot of momentum. The two buddies have found their joint, started a comedy band. Maybe they're wearing clothes more. Mm -hmm. But they're experiencing success beyond anything they could have imagined. Sure. In November 1971, Cheech and Chong record this Christmas act for radio. It's called Santa Claus and His Old Lady. (laughs) This one was quickly turned into an album and becomes an instant hit. Cheech and Chong hit the road right after Christmas, 71, and were thrilled to get a call from Lou Adler telling them that their album was nominated for a Grammy for Best Comedy Record of the Year. The next year, they got a different call from Lou Adler while touring, telling them they had to come back to L.A. right now because they were going to be opening for the Rolling Stones at the Forum. Oh, my God. This particular concert was a benefit for the Nicaraguan earthquake relief effort. Bianca Jagger, a native Nicaraguan, organized the benefit. Cheech and Chong were a little bit starstruck during Hmm. the experience. Not only are they opening for the Rolling Stones, which... Yeah, 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 I mean... They're also meeting all kinds of stars backstage. Sure. Little list of spiderwebs here. rarefied air. Go ahead. Jack Nicholson... Wow. Warren Beatty, Angelica Houston, and Michelle Phillips. Wow. And it wasn't like the large-scale event or the huge audience, because Cheech and Chong are fine. They've opened for Alice Cooper, Hmm. the Allman Brothers, and Bread. But it was the prestige of the event that gets a lot of media attention. The review in Rolling Stone magazine goes on to later say that Cheech and Chong, quote, did a lot of pee-pee, caca, and doo-doo jokes, displayed some very fine acting, and walked off to a thunderous standing ovation. Wow. Cheech Marin writes that that description sounded accurate (laughs) to him. If I could interject, I don't think I've ever been to a concert that was opened by a comedian. I don't know. I'm sure that still happens today, but it's... Kind of interesting. The 70s, man. Yeah, the, just the fun time. mix and match of performing arts. Hmm. In late 1971, Cheech is also going to fall in love. He meets a beautiful, beautiful waitress. She's working at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in Hollywood. She's named Ricky Jenny, but that's not her name. Ricky Jenny is not her name. Her real name is Darlene Morley. 
but she goes by Ricky Jenny because seventies, sure. In Cheech's book, he said that Ricky Jenny could have easily won a Farrah Fawcett lookalike contest. Whenever Cheech was in L.A., he'd hang out at the Rainbow Bar and Grill every single night and eventually convinces Ricky Jenny to go out with him. The two clearly clicked because after only going out a few times, they decided Ricky Jenny should move in with Cheech Marin. Wow. They lived together for the next four years, those years being super busy, super successful for Cheech and Chong. So from 71 to 75... Ricky, Jenny, Cheech, all kinds of happy. In 75, they get married. The two say their vows on Pfeiffer Beach and Big Sur. Hmm. Cheech will write. Saying those vows, I felt like I was on acid. I've been married three times, and if there's one thing I've learned, it's that a happy marriage is predicated on the recitation of the following phrase. Honey, I want to do whatever you want to do. That's what I want to do. It can get way, way more complicated than that. But if you start out from there, you'll save everybody, especially yourself, a lot of grief. I mean, not not true. Honey, I want to do whatever you want to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I think you mean not false. Uh, yes, that's actually a good strategy. <laughs> no lies detected. So Ricky, Jenny, and Cheech move into, listen to this, a 1920s beach bungalow. Mm. In northern Malibu. It's the first home that Cheech ever buys. And he will actually end up living there for the next 40 years. Hmm. When Cheech goes to first look at this house, no one was home. But he was kind of curious. So he looks in through the windows of the house. In the living room, he saw like normal things that a living room would have. But then he looks at the fireplace and notices... That there were Oscars on the mantle. Uh. <laughs> Cheech learned the house had been rented by Conrad Hall and his wife, actress Catherine Ross. It's a big deal. Conrad Hall was a cinematographer and won three Oscars total, including one for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So this house is ramshackle. It's an old wooden bungalow. It has no heat, no gas. When Cheech and Ginny and Ricky Jenny move in. So they depend on portable heaters and the fireplace. This bungalow was honestly like meant to be a teardown, but Cheech and Ricky Jenny love it so yeah. much they decide to fix it up and add on to it instead. More spiderwebs. Cheech is going to make good friends with a lot of his Malibu neighbors, including Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> Cheech said they are still more like family than friends. Their children have grown up with each other on both coasts. He calls them bicoastal brown brothers, he and Geraldo. About a year after moving into their beach bungalow, Cheech and Ricky adopted a daughter. Awesome. Professionally, Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong knew that if Cheech and Chong were going to continue, it couldn't just be touring live shows on the road. Like, that's... Hard, there's a family, there's kids. Yeah. They want to make some movies. Now, Tommy Chong, helpfully, had also moved to Malibu. So it makes it easier for Cheech and Chong just to get together and start writing their first movie. Luckily for them, one of Cheech's neighbors was an Academy Award winning screenwriter. His name is Waldo Salt. 
and old Waldo was known for writing Midnight Cowboy, Serpico, Day of the Locust. Waldo, totally willing to help his buddies Cheech and Chong get started as the movie screenwriting process was completely new to them. Sure. Lou Adler liked the idea of the duo making a movie of their greatest hits, since it would include the material on their albums, on their records as well. They decided that the main focus of the movie would be their characters, Pedro and Man. But after writing the script, the movie didn't sell, and they couldn't get a deal, but NBC steps in and offers them a deal for a sitcom. For this concept, they took two of their stand-up characters, the old man in the park and the Latino lowrider, and turned them into main characters in a show they called Chico and the Man. Chico and the Man turned out to be a huge hit and made Freddie Prinze, father of Freddie Prinze Jr., sure. famous. He starred Freddie Prinze did as Chico Rodriguez in Chico and the Man. Okay. As we all know, the comedy duo eventually got their movie deal. Up in Smoke was released in 1978. It was such a success that two sequels, if you can believe it or not, out of we're going to start a band, but we have to find a joint first. Sequels. Cheech and Chong's next movie happened in 1980 and Nice Dreams in 1981. Cheech and Chong were officially household names and comedic legends. Up in Smoke, again, still remains somewhat of a cult classic. They'll also make two less successful films, Things Are Tough All Over in 1982 and Still Smokin' in 1983. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> oh, Hollywood. It's a dangerous biz. Hmm. So despite the amazing success of Up in Smoke and its sequels, Cheech and Chong were in for an unpleasant surprise. They weren't receiving the money that they thought they would. They took a closer look at their contract that they signed without a lawyer. Yeah, you're shaking it. Uh, yeah, always yeah. get a lawyer. I just winced really hard. Oof. And realized that Cheech and Chong, on that contract, without consulting a lawyer, agreed to a deal. You ready for this deal? How much do you think they're splitting between Cheech and Chong and Lou Adler? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Lou Adler's in it. Um, Oof. Uh, 10% each. He gets 30? He gets 90%, and they get... 10 split between the both of them. Oh. Uh-huh. So they get 5% each. Oh my God. That's correct. Wow. You just got screwed by Lou Adler. hundred percent. So fortunately, after realizing the deal oh. they made, the duo got a good lawyer. Mm. <laughs> Cause that, which should have happened in the beginning, but sure. sometimes it takes a while and they fight to get out of their contract yeah. before the other movies were made. I would. So, moving forward, they had a fair deal. How would Lou Adler even justify that split? I mean, that Lou is... Lou Adler was the guy in the 70s. That is so abusive, though. Like, I... Welcome to the system. Sure. I mean, the system has always been more abusive to artists. Sure. As as we've discussed at length on we this We talked podcast. about this... Uh, Holland Hall and Oates. Oates. Like, <laughs> last week. Okay. Now they have a fair deal, but again, they're never able to retroactively change the deal for their yeah. fair share of Up in Smoke that yeah, happened that a long time ago. that was just Up in Smoke. During the writing and production of the movies after Up in Smoke, 
The relationship between Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong began to sour a bit. Like many professional partnerships, these two have creative differences and power struggles. By 1982, Cheech's partnership with Tommy Chong was unraveling. But that wasn't the only relationship that wasn't working. Mm. His marriage to Ricky was in deep trouble, too. Now, Ricky had appeared in many of the Cheech and Chong films, but Ricky and Cheech had kind of grown apart. During the filming of the Corsican Brothers, both the Cheech Marin family and the Tommy Chong family had temporarily moved to Paris. But Ricky, Jenny, and the daughter didn't stay the whole time. Ricky has another hobby (laughs) story. Ricky, in the meantime, is doing intensive equestrian training because she's trying to qualify for the Olympics. Wow. Okay, not a tiny hobby. (laughs) No, she needed to get home. Yeah. Because she's a horse girl Well, and and she needs to continue training. Qualifying for the Olympics is a huge deal. Big deal. So as soon as the film wrapped, Cheech Marin couldn't wait to leave because his working relationship with Tommy Chong had deteriorated so badly. And the filming experience of the Corsican Brothers was miserable. Cheech Marin writes, I remember thinking, my dear fucking God, I have had enough. (laughs) Eventually the movie wrapped and I got out of there as fast as I could. By this time, Ricky and our daughter had moved back to the United States to continue to train for the Olympics. Bruce Davidson, the world champion in three-day eventing, had a school in Unionville, Pennsylvania. I joined them there, but after about a week, it was evident that our marriage was over. Oh, wow. Wow, that is a lot of, that's a lot of tough personal circumstances all at once. All at once. So Cheech's marriage, like he gets it, it's not happening. He's barely speaking to Tommy Chong. Mm -hmm. It was the end of an era, Cheech writes. So, I'm alone in Malibu playing the guitar, feeling sorry for myself, and trying to stay in a marijuana-induced fog (laughs) for as long as I could stand it. My comedy partnership was ending, my marriage was breaking up, and I had a big house payment due soon. So much fun. (laughs) I wonder where my moon was during this period, astrologically speaking. Probably up Uranus. (laughs) Mad after my own heart. I knew you would love that bit. That's your favorite thing. Your favorite planet is Uranus. Now is probably another great time for a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the trashy divorce of Cheech and Chong, Mm. as well as Cheech's second marriage. Can't wait. We'll be right back. Tensions had been running high between Cheech and Chong for a while. What was the last straw? What was the chicken leg on the table? It came over the song called Born in East L.A., Mm -hmm. which was a parody of Bruce Springsteen's popular song, Born in the USA. Tommy Chong refused to participate in the recording. This upset Cheech a great deal. The song went on to be adapted into a movie which Cheech starred in, but Tommy Chong did not. Cheech realized something here. He was having a lot more fun without Tommy. Uh, He enjoyed it so much more without Tommy. Tommy Chong had directed all their previous movies. And in Cheech Marin's opinion, Tommy had developed a pretty big ego as a result. Cheech will tell CBS News that Tommy Chong believed that 
Quote, he was the creative genius and I was the actor and I was lucky to be there. Mm, I don't think so. If I recall, they have like an eight-year age difference. Like Tommy's older. I suspect that may have played a role in that in, in that view of things. In his memoir, Cheech Marin called Tommy Chong the world's humblest megalomaniac. <laughs> does that give you an idea? It does. Now, happily, the two have repaired their relationship now, but it took many, many years before that happened. Now, Tommy Chong, in the fullness of time, admits that his desire for power and control was (laughs) definitely part of the problem. In 2020, he will tell The Guardian that Cheech began feeling like he, Tommy Chong, was getting too much of the credit for their success. When asked if Cheech may have had a point, Tommy Chong said, well, I maintain if he'd listened to me, it would have been better all the way around. Oh my God. The only way people listen to you is if you're the director. If you're not the director, people don't give a shit what you have to say. When asked if that meant the problem was the power struggle between Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin, Tommy Chong replied, well, yeah, for sure. Because what Cheech wanted was part. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> what Cheech wanted was the part where you got the power. Uh-huh. But Tommy Chong I'm goes s- on. I'm sensing that I might understand the problem here. <laughs> he goes on. That that wasn't enough with the Guardian. He'll go on to say that money was ultimately what ruined the relationship between the duo. Chong says, I always say we broke up because we got rich. My joke is you can't make a rich Mexican do shit. He <laughs> That still makes me laugh. It's what it says. He, he, he. (laughs) Excellent transcription there. The Guardian. When the interviewer asked if money had changed them, Tommy Chong says, Yeah, you make the wrong decision. You'd rather do your summer house than go on the road again. If you're in the entertainment business and you're not 100% dedicated to entertaining, you might as well give up. And that's what Cheech and Chong did for a long time. As a partnership, anyway. They both continued to entertain, but separately. So at this point, they have trashily divorced. Let's talk about how the two get reunited a little bit. It is in 2008. Tommy Chong, he has a son. And his son finds an email on his dad's computer from Cheech Marin. And Cheech is asking Tommy if he wanted to try to repair their relationship and maybe put their differences aside. And Tommy Chong's son doesn't ask his dad about it. He'll just type yes and reply. (laughs) Send, send, send. Mm -hmm. That same year, they announced their reunion tour titled Cheech and Chong Light Up America. But just because they had reunited didn't mean their relationship was great right away. Cheech Marin told the New York Post in 2017, Yeah, when we first got back together, there was still a lot of animosity, and it persisted for a while. Wow. But eventually it kind of waned. I think when health issues come into play, you do another assessment. He was sick for a while. He's fine now, but it took a while to get there. Cheech Marin is referring to Tommy Chong's battle with prostate and rectal cancer. Hmm. As of today, the two men are still friends. Tommy Chong continues to be free of cancer. Terrific news. But we're here for the bad relationships. So let's talk about his second marriage, old Cheech. Cheech, as we know, was at an all-time low. 
right? The band broke up. Wife loves horses. Yep. Just going to sit <laughs> around than, and more than him. talk to Uranus. Okay. Yeah. So Cheech Marin, all time low, when the woman who would become his second wife came into his life. One night, one of Cheech's good friends, her name is Linda Livingston, called and told him he needed to get out of that house and asked Cheech to come on down to a laser light show she's working on. Sure. This is the laser light show that would open the 1984 Summer Olympics held in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. That's who Linda Livingston is. Gotcha. Cheech is like, I like lights. That Mm -hmm. sounds fun. I'll Mm -hmm. go. And after the show, Linda wanted to take some pictures, like group pictures with her friends who were there. Linda puts Cheech next to her other friend, an artist named Patty Hyde. Cheech put his arm around Patty's waist for the picture and he'll write... It was like I had grabbed an electric eel. Oh, wow. Everybody around us noticed it, too. I kind of walked away stunned. Hmm. Needless to say, the two had instant chemistry. Cheech called his friend Linda the next morning to get Patty's phone number. Of their first date, he writes, We looked into each other's eyes, and we each knew what the other was thinking. Run, run, get out of there, don't look back, (laughs) run. But, of course, that is not what the young lovers did. They jumped right into a relationship, and Patty, like, quickly moved into Cheech Malibu bungalow before either of them really knew what had hit them. The couple had their first child, a son, in July of 1985. They will marry April 1st, 1986. They have a daughter in 1993. Cheech will continue to work as an actor in films and television shows, as well as doing live performances. But it was the hit television series, Nash Bridges, that was probably his most important role uh during the 90s, early 2000s. Nash Bridges, for anybody who maybe doesn't remember, was about two police inspectors with the San Francisco Police Department's Special Investigations Unit. Cheech Marin was... Starring in the series alongside previous Trashy Divorces alum, Don Don Johnson. The series ran from 1996 to 2001, then had a made-for-television movie revival in 2021 that aired on the USA Network. Nash Bridges, the show, was fun and popular and set against the beautiful scenery of San Francisco, Nice that it comes with a big paycheck Mm -hmm. that is consistent. But television also has a pretty demanding schedule. And while it was one of Cheech Marin's professional high points, it would also be a contributing factor to the downfall of his marriage with Patty. Nash Bridges ended in 2001 after six seasons. The show did 122 episodes, which live on in syndication. Cheech Marin says, I have to say that the six years I spent in San Francisco with Don Johnson and the cast and crew of Nash Bridges were among the most joyous, rewarding, hardworking, and hysterically funny hours I have spent on Earth. One of the casualties of working so much for so long was that there was now a growing strain in my marriage. It was tough for Patty to be alone. With all the domestic responsibilities of house and kids. Yeah, a couple kids. While I was perceived to be living it up. Mm -hmm. The thing that saved me from participating excessively was that I always said, gotta go, wife and kids. 
What followed was a very trashy divorce, and the trashy part doesn't end after the divorce was finalized. In 2011, Patty requested a restraining order against her ex-husband after she alleged that he screamed, fuck you bitch, at her. Apparently, this argument happened after Patty refused to sign an agreement the two were working on to transfer property. Patty said that after she refused to sign, Cheech Marin screamed at her, fuck you, bitch, I'm taking you to court, then followed her onto her property. In her request, Patty also claimed that there was violence during their marriage. In her document, she alleged that Cheech, quote, fractured my cheek, blackened my eye, and violently choked me, causing severe bruising on my neck and neck pain, numbing of my hands and arms, unquote. After filing the papers, a judge rejected her request for an immediate temporary restraining order, but set a hearing on the matter for two weeks later. After that hearing and reviewing the evidence presented, the judge ultimately denied the request for a restraining order because he determined there was insufficient proof that Cheech Marin was a threat. The Los Angeles County Superior Court judge told Patty that Cheech Marin may have been rude, but that he, quote, doesn't pose a real physical threat, unquote. I have complicated feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I had an ex who was screaming at me and then following me onto my property, like I would be concerned. The judge further rules that there was no proof that Cheech had acted in a quote unquote threatening manner. After the ruling, TMZ asked Cheech Marin for a comment and he said, it feels good to be vindicated by the judicial system. I wish my ex-wife well, just not next door to me where she lives now. Oh, that bit of context would have perhaps, but still, I mean, I, I can understand where the ex is coming from. So two marriages bust. I do have happy news to report about Cheech. After his marriage to Patty, Cheech does begin dating again, a Russian born pianist. Her name is Natasha Rubin. Natasha also happens to be 40 years younger than Ah, Cheech. Okay, so it's just every stereotype. Although she's much younger, Natasha is very talented and an accomplished pianist. She graduated with her Bachelor of Arts from the Rimsky-Korsakov Music College and then goes on to get her master's degree from the St. Petersburg State Conservatory. Hmm. When Natasha comes to the United States... She does attend the University of Southern California, where she earns her Doctor of Musical Arts degree. Okay, so a an extremely serious musician. So serious. Mm-hmm. Natasha's research focus for her doctorate was on a global approach in music education, history, and theory. I guess a help, the couple will date for over four years before tying the knot in August 2009 on the beach at their Malibu home. 75 guests attend the nuptials, including Don Johnson and Geraldo Rivera. Sure. It does appear for Cheech Marin, the third time was a charm. As of this year, Mm -hmm. February 2024, the couple is still happily married. Let's go ahead and wind this down. I got just a few more bits. Hopefully Patty got to move at least a few houses down. Hopefully Patty didn't have to watch the wedding with the new bride next door. All right. 
let's go ahead and shine a little Uranus light on Cheech here. He is very much a public advocate of legalizing marijuana. Mm -hmm. Back in 2010, Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong received the Trailblazer Award by the Marijuana Policy Project Initiative. Both Cheech and Chong had been longtime advocates and activists for legalizing marijuana. They are serious about the issue, but also kept their comedic tone when appearing on CBS News's Washington Unplugged. About receiving the award, Cheech Marin joked, We've been around almost as long as pot has been around, so who better to speak for it than us? (laughs) He went on to say that kids should fear priests, not pot. Here's the quote. And as a as a Catholic, that's quite a statement. Here's uh, Cheech's quote. Statistically, people, kids, have more to fear from priests than they do from marijuana. I got no comment on that. No comment. Just going to let that one sit sure. there and continue to roll sure. on. So let's just give a little light to Cheech's later career. He becomes a really prolific voiceover actor and Chicano artist. So... Cheech Marin, right? Not making stoner comedies with Tommy Chong anymore, but Cheech Marin hasn't stopped entertaining or being creative. He has been a contestant on a lot of competition shows. Listen to this list. Celebrity duets. Rachel versus Guy Celebrity Cook-Off. He even surprised a lot of folks by winning Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> you know who he beat to do it? Who? Anderson Cooper. That is... But again, you know, straight-A student, clearly a super bright guy. Super bright guy. Cheech is also a prolific voiceover actor. He can be heard in a lot of animated films, television shows, video games. He has lent his voice to characters in every one of the Cars movies. The Lion King, American Dad, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, The Book of Life, and Coco. Cheech has also recorded two best-selling children's albums, along with a book in his series, My Name is Cheech, The School Bus Driver. Hmm. Unaware of these, but... (laughs) Hey, if you have kids, maybe you read your My Name is Cheech, School Bus Driver. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize what a prolific art collector Cheech Marin is. He is so committed to art education and outreach, Chicano art is his thing. He is one of the world's foremost collectors of Chicano art. So much, in fact, that he opened his own Mm -hmm. art museum, the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture, again known as the Cheech. It opened in June 2022 in downtown Riverside, California. It's kind of nice. I want to close it out. Margaret Garcia, Chicano artist, said about Cheech Marin, I don't think there's anyone who's worked harder for the Chicano art community. He's making room at the table for people who haven't gotten the attention that others have. Even if you're not in the collections, he's created so much more room and attention for the diversity of who we are. I don't think that would exist without him. Well, I think that is fantastic. That, my darlings, was the trashy journey, little 1970s-ish style, into the trashy divorces, both romantic and friendship-wise, of Cheech Marin. Well, and this gives me an opportunity to shout out a little recently canceled TV show that I thoroughly enjoyed. I think it was an ABC program called Home Economics about the 
sibling dynamics among three adult children. It was a great show. Of yeah, of different wealth statuses, I suppose. And Cheech Marin came in as one character's father and father-in-law, like anyway, the the dad of one of the characters' wives. And he was great. Yeah. He's, he's a really good actor. He like he was just a, an excellent sort of taciturn grandpa, you know. Figured that might be a fun one for y'all today. Sometimes we like to lighten things up around here as opposed light, lighten to thing, lighten yeah, things up. Lighten things lighten up. things up. Not quite like that, but no. I liked the pun. Mm-hmm. Trash cans, I yeah, they're all up in smoke. Uh, they, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Who can count when they're all on fire? Just when I was a kid, those movies were just, it was like they just played on repeat on HBO and stuff. Like oh, it yeah. was just all the time. I didn't understand them then. No, no. And my parents definitely were not super keen on me watching them, but but they were just goofy and dumb and, you know. <laughs> Let's start a band. Mm-hmm. First, we got to find... go find some weed. Yeah, that's it. That's how it rolls. Y'all, thanks everybody for tuning in and spending your time with us for this particular lighter side of Trashy Divorces. We are going to be back this weekend with a brand new episode. If you're looking for more Trashy in your world, patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces is always the place to go to find out more about ad-free early episodes, bonus episodes, dumpster dives, spider webs, all that good stuff. If you're looking for more of our Trashy brand, Stacy, tell the people. Sure. So on Thursdays, we drop a podcast called Trashy Royals. We are currently going through the enormously infidelity-laden marriage of uh, Louis and Edwina Mountbatten. Oh, just wait for tomorrow's episode. It is amazing. So that's Thursdays. And on Mondays, Alicia. On Mondays, I do my done and done. We are currently breaking down Alicia's version of what you're seeing within feud capote versus the swans that drops every monday you can always give those a listen those are free on your podcast player if you're looking for a little bit more trashy as always thank you for for tuning in telling your friends about what we do y'all word of mouth is so key and so appreciated for your kind reviews for your emails for essentially just being the best community that's ever evered Friends, until we meet again, which will be this weekend. Yeah. Unless you're a patron, and then we'll be with you sooner. (laughs) Uh, I hope that you'll keep your hands clean. I hope you keep your hearts really, 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 really trashy. Big love, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch 
shop and trash panda enthusiasm society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there, and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.